We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical, mental, filth, my physical as well as my mental fitness. Coffee time. And welcome back to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club, Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. This is November the 27th, the weekend following Thanksgiving. And we are so thankful, lots of things to be thankful for. Thankful for our health, those of us who have it. Thankful for the freedoms that remain. Uh, that remain. <laughs> I like that. Uh, all three of them. Uh, <laughs> three? That's a few you know, more than I thought. I have to take a deep drink of one of my freedoms here. <sighs> mm, mm. That's a good cup of coffee. Mm. All right. So um, lots to talk about. Uh, lots of things happening in the world this week. And um, before we jump right into everything, I just wanted to kind of go through some upcoming events, housekeeping sort of uh, details for those of you out there who are just waiting on the edge of your seat with bated breath for the next Amocan Coffee-sponsored social event. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the Jam for Freedom. Mm -hmm. So I will upload this uh, podcast immediately after we get done, and maybe those of you who are eager to hear the podcast will know about the Jam for Freedom, which actually occurs tonight Mm -hmm. here at Amocan Coffee. This is something that's being organized uh, in part by Garrett Ennis. We're helping him advertise that and get that over the airwaves and uh, up around the community and on social media. But uh, this is a worldwide musical event of artists uniting behind the idea of freedom, pushing back against the darkness and government overreach into every aspect of our lives. And, you know, uh, entertainment. Deeply, deeply impacted mm-hmm. by COVID over the last two years. Um, as many know, we're a music venue. And when the lockdowns and mandates began, you know, for a variety of reasons, music declined mm-hmm. significantly. Some of the artists were uh, terrified that they were going to get COVID or conscientious enough to mm-hmm. uh, believe that they were going to spread COVID. And so rather than be guilty of either mm-hmm. uh, heinous act... Uh, they decided to no longer play music. <laughs> no longer. No, that, that's a bit extreme. In, that's a in, bit extreme. You know, I mean, uh, what is it? Benjamin Franklin said, those who are willing to give up a little liberty to secure safety deserve for uh, neither. 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 Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, so the music industry hit hard. And, you know, um, oh, I had heard early on that Eric Clapton, you know, had uh, had been one of the early... Yeah, he's one of the organizers of that One of the uh, early vaxxers, jam. though. Mm-hmm. That he was an early vaxxer. Yeah. And he, it was very, uh, very um, widely publicized yeah. when he took his vaccine. Uh-huh. But and then people stopped talking about about Eric Clapton for some reason. He had adverse effects. Yeah, and... and Serious and a, ones for and him. A, and all the things to be adversely affected... Mm-hmm. 
I had heard. Now, yeah, you know, we should probably do due diligence and. Well, I've seen the interview. I've seen his interview. His hands. It was his hands. His hands. His so, hands. So if I'm not doing due diligence, at mm-hmm. least Loretta is. No, I've I've seen the interview where he talks about it and where he was actually shunned by his family. Even his children would not listen to him. They went, "Oh, Dad, you know, like you're just being." Yeah, but and, it, it and affected that, his hands. Yeah, it affected his hands. And for somebody like Eric Clapton, yep. who's world famous for yep. his guitar playing skills, mm-hmm. played in Cream. Yep. You know, uh, had his own uh, very successful solo uh, mm-hmm. career, still yep. soloing. I, I don't know at, at what level now with uh, the adverse reactions to his hands. If those have subsided, we would pray well, and hope that they it, have. But it was interesting because prior to it, he had whole a whole year booked out of. Uh, I think he was touring. He had um, uh, some new s- songs that were coming out. He was in the process of, of putting that together, and he was devastated. You could see it in, how, in the how, interview. How dare, how dare he go yeah. against the narrative? Oh, uh, yeah. But it, how dare he want his normal life back? Well, you know, I mean, he took one for the team. He should well, be satisfied with that and just shut up and go away. Well, but right? then nobody's going to pay him. Uh, you know, they're going to pay him his lost wages. In all seriousness, we yeah. uh, we really uh, feel bad about what happened it to is. Eric Clapton, but you know, hundred uh, percent um, avoidable. It oh. was, but it, it's also what amazes me is that he had such credibility, which he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's been in the public eye for years, and when this happened, all of a sudden he became a you know a person. I don't think we can listen to you. Right. Right. And and that is and, and is, he's and he's no like no he's he's no like uh, he's, Alice Cooper or, no. you know some no. some shocking no. you know rock star that's you know smashing walls and biting the heads off of chickens and on he the stage. is not conservative yeah yeah <laughs> at all you know, you know. but uh, you know it's 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 interesting how yeah. the left cannibalizes those who all of a sudden want to say wait a second yeah. Yeah. Everything we thought was true or that we held to be yeah. held in high esteem is yeah. now less important to us or mm-hmm. seems not to be actually yeah. the, the matter of the fact. So anyway, uh, tonight, 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, there's a jam for freedom. So Eric Clapton and Van Morrison. Ooh, Van, Van Morrison. Van Morrison, also a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Van Morrison's been more uh, politically outspoken mm-hmm. throughout uh, his career. Um, But uh, they're sponsoring the Jam for Freedom, a worldwide streaming event. Mm. And so we will be streaming from uh, Ammo Can Live. Mm. But, but, you know, Facebook and Zoom and those mediums, they're really a crappy place to listen to music. Mm. Sound is terrible. We don't, frankly, have the equipment to record it at the highest quality that we would hope for. So if you are really an audiophile... And you love music. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing beats coming in person live. down to the live event yeah. and uh, just just yeah. sitting back and soaking in the tunes. Yeah. Uh, so this is a jam. That means that there's going to be multiple performers on stage. Mm. They'll be playing together, uh, and they'll just be rocking through the night. And so uh, seven to eleven, mm. uh, they're going to take place of our normal open mic night. And uh, we're very excited about that. I know that Garrett has been working hard to get some uh, quality acts and performers and uh, and some of the, the usual crowd that shows up. You know, it's amazing. Um, there is one young lady, I won't name her here because she is uh, very shy. 
<laughs> but when I first met this young woman, uh, she came into the shop and she didn't speak. She mm. was with her mother. And over the course of the last three years, uh, she has uh, she took some voice lessons oh. with my wife. And uh, Garrett gave her some guitar lessons. And she has her own style. Mm. And um, is just just flowering into a, a beautiful performer. And, and uh, she's still very shy. Yeah. You know, and she'll come to uh, uh, open mic night with her guitar sometimes and just sit. And then when <laughs> asked to play, she'll, she'll decline. Oh. But she does, when she does work up the courage and, uh-huh. and the mood has, maybe, yeah. maybe she's waiting for her muse to arrive. Mm. But when the, when the mood does, um, when the planets align. Mm-hmm. And the mood is right. She'll get up and she'll play maybe a four or five song set. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah. So uh, that's a homegrown musician right yeah. here at the Ammo Can uh, Coffee Social Club. So I come down, see uh, some of the young people here who are developing and honing their skills and some of our more seasoned local performers as they put on a show tonight that uh, hopefully will wow and amaze and entertain. Uh, I'm excited. Good. You know, um, we've got a, a, a whole bunch of things that are actually starting to pop up and i don't know if it's more a, a function of the season because it's darker now mm-hmm. and it's colder and people aren't you know bouncing around the hills and the rivers and recreating in beautiful alaska like they do in the summer but uh we have a smash brothers tournament that is going to be coming uh to ammo can that's going to be we're going to be expanding our hours actually <laughs> um smash brothers is a nintendo branded game that has been in production since, I believe, the Nintendo 64. Mm. So Nintendo 64, I believe, was the second iteration of the Nintendo. So there was the original Nintendo, then the Nintendo 64. Then, um, I believe, the GameCube, Mm -hmm. followed by the Wii, Mm. and now the Switch. So these are all the consoles. And and this game franchise has continued on throughout all of these, these consoles. And so... Uh, on the tenth, we are going to have an international celebrity named Chudat. <laughs> That's his screen name. I love it. Yeah, and um, uh, he is going to be um, in the house. He is part of Team Liquid, internationally sponsored esports athlete. Oh gosh! So he's making bank, folks. Oh. And uh, he's coming up here on mostly his own dime, and. Um, uh, he's going to be coming and, and officiating. So, so those who come and play, there will be three brackets. Uh, one for the the noobs, the the uh-huh. beginners. You may have heard our special podcast about this, but those who missed out on that, um, you know the 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 kids who are brand new or mm-hmm. adults who've never played it and they would like to play it, um, they can show up. And there's an arcade uh, bracket where mm. you can just play head to head with other beginners. Then they have a, a teams bracket, so two versus two, mm. and then they have um, a singles bracket where it's one versus one, and um, there will be prizes. So we're excited about that, um, and uh, it's it's meant to be a um, an event that you can come and and just be a spectator. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have put up the eighty inch screen and the HD projector, and uh, the grand finale is gonna be on that, and then the whole event is gonna be live streamed on Twitch. This sounds really 
I don't think I've heard of one like this before on the peninsula. No. Well, actually, is, actually, have, it's been, been going for a long time on the peninsula. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but you haven't been, been doing the, it. The, no, it's been down at the uh, the hobby shop. Which, oh, okay, which has which is closed. closed. So which you just closed. You've picked this up. Well, yeah, they approached me. They saw the our big study bar here and our beautiful Whoa. sign, and they thought, "Hey, that might be a good place to put the consoles." And this is a great, which idea. is what we designed the bar to yeah. be. It's mm-hmm. for studying and gaming yeah. and and uh, buffet. Yeah, it serves as a buffet. Yeah, so I, I love it. Hey, all Jason. all worthy uses. And yeah. so this is he has uh, uh, Dalton, uh, the organizer, has scheduled four tournaments. Mm. So two in December, one on the tenth, and then one on New Year's. Mm. Eve, and then uh, two in January, and with more to follow. So we're very excited about that. And then the other thing I wanted to tell you about is uh, we'll be doing a special episode uh, with a gentleman who just signed up as a member, and for the last six years, he's been developing a game, uh, a traditional mm. game, a dice game. Oh. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, he went through great pain and expense. Yeah. Um, he's published it himself as, a, as an... Uh, independent publisher, uh-huh. um, and it's called Battle Box. Okay, and it's a dice game, and I don't know if people are familiar with you know uh, Dungeons and Dragons or um, you know these different types of uh, questing mm-hmm. games. Well, you basically have a questing game, but your dice. Mm-hmm have different uh, heroes okay. on the dice, and yeah. and so you get to pick three dice mm. out of this big pile of dice. And depending on what you roll for your heroes, you have hit points on another, uh, I think, 12-sided dice or something. Mm. And um, and you go head-to-head. Mm. And you can play with as many as seven people. And they have tournament rules. See. So so what's really cool is he printed... He, he, he worked with a manufacturer overseas mm-hmm. to make all of these custom dice. Oh, gosh. And they're all packaged in mm-hmm. a very professional box. Mm-hmm. And um, with rules and printed and everything, he's got a website. And, uh, ah. you know, we're going to interview him and have a special episode just with him to talk about his creative process and what, uh, how, where he first got started. He was telling me a little bit about, you know, kind of secretly focus grouping the game with his friends <laughs> as they would play. He'd sit yeah, back and uh, yeah. make little notes, notes and not tell them. And um, But uh, we have one of these games here in the shop he donated to us, so p- people can come down and play it. Oh. We also have 10 of them right now. Mm. He printed a 1,000, so he's got a 1,000 of these things he made out of his own pocket mm-hmm. at the, uh, s- yeah. some pretty serious I'm, I'm, cost. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, have, we have 10 of them here in the shop, and uh, they retail for $40 a box. Um, great game. Uh, my boys, uh, Thomas and Vance, have been playing this game in the shop, and they've been having a great time. Oh, they're there between fighting with yeah. each other. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, no, you rolled the dice wrong, and no, no, no I didn't roll it, <laughs> Dad, Dad. You know, you know, you yeah, know how typical, kids are. Yeah, yeah. So when when they're not having fun, they're they're fighting about it. When they're not fighting about it, they're uh-huh. having fun. Yeah. You know, so typical, you know, traditional game, but not connected to a electronic source and, the, and that or a screen. Yes, I, I, Actual I, I personal like, interaction. I, I, I actually face like that idea. Face to face anger. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Face to face anger. You know, like one of those yeah. great games that bring families together yeah. and then destroy them, like Monopoly. <laughs> 
<laughs> so so he wasn't joking when he called it battle box <laughs> oh gosh oh no oh no uh if you're if you're competitive you know um it, the nice thing about this is he said it takes about five minutes per person yeah and so uh for a game so yeah. so if you got two people it's a 10 yeah. minute game if you have three people it's yeah. a 15 minute game yeah but so the games can roll very quickly yeah. and then you can do best two out of three yeah. or three out of five rather or, than those you know my, my daughter out of yeah. 10 or my whatever da- yeah. my daughter plays with a group of her friends one of these weird games and she says mom it could take a year i'm going okay that is just not me that's too much that's commitment that, for me that, yeah uh, I, you know what i call no, that no what? life life yeah life. Uh, yeah and life is not a game no <laughs> well, maybe it is but uh you know you're playing for keeps yeah that's so true. anyway that's that's cool that's that's something that's coming up and we're so so the week after so the t- the the uh, first Smash Brothers competition is the tenth, so that's a Friday. The next week is the seventeenth. That Friday, we're gonna have the battle box, mm. and we're gonna actually have the creator here in 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 studio to talk to people, introduce it. Uh, he'll have uh, battle boxes for sale. Mm-hmm. It's just in time for the holiday that season like for a good Christmas. Idea. Yeah, it's it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So um, come down, grab them. They're they're going to go fast. Uh, actually, April Orth was in the shop the day that he was showing mm. this to me, and uh-huh. she walked up and was like, "What's that?" <laughs> and she got very interested, and she may have or may not have you know purchase something oh, I, I don't want to spoil oh, it no. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the people she may have or may not have purchased it for do not listen to the podcast but mm-hmm. um anyway uh it, it, we didn't even have it in our point of sale system yet and there were two that went out the door but out the door possibly hey. maybe oh maybe <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i think uh the he was very very the creator was very astonished to already have made two sales before we even had a, a contract inked um so check that out um and then every other so alternating fridays between the the smash brothers Uh tournaments we are going to dedicate those fridays to family game nights with boards and cards and dice and um you know settlers of Catan. that's another great one you can you have know. prizes. We should find um, a way you to know, have somebody sponsor it so, and see if so you can if, have little prizes. So the way this works is as a venue, you know, we're mm-hmm. always booking all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so I try to help people be organizers. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to be an organizer, I will help them Good. with the idea that full control of the organizing transitions yeah. to them. Yeah. And um, and I've I've reached out to Odom, our local Coke distributor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we sell some of their products, Monster, yeah. and some of these other things. And and so we've made an ask for the mm-hmm. for the um, electronic game nights. Okay. Yeah. Um, if that's successful and they give us the the product to support that, then we'll probably expand our ask to say, how about the family board night, uh, board game night? Because you know, there's, we really need something like that here. You know, it's that continuation of. You know, part of the uh, thing that you've go- got going on here is you want to create community. Well, we want to we want to yeah. fight uh, uh, boredom and yes. and uh, cabin fever. Yeah, <laughs> you but, know, uh, but bring and, people together. Uh, bring people together and create community. Yeah. Right, right. Create community, just like coffee does. You know, you've got your men's group. You were saying is 
is starting out to be yes, successful. Speaking, speaking of which, I wanted to give yeah. people an update about that. Mm-hmm. So Band of Brothers met for the first time this last Wednesday. They're Wind called Band, the ban- ban- the band, of, ba- band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, okay. Band of Brothers, you know. I love it. So, um, you know, men, men uh, we are we are constantly in a... Uh, in the battle zone. Yes, very much so. You know, so. we are we are constantly under fire. Yep. Whether it's in our workplace, mm-hmm. you know, or our workplace, or even in our workplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, politically, uh, yeah. it, you know, um, and, and we're being attacked from all sides all the time. Yeah. Sometimes those attacks are physical and mm-hmm. can be seen and felt and, you know, you know yep. where they're coming from. Other times they're... We're, we're, blindsided yeah and come from a more supernatural place mm-hmm. and um you know and, and men struggle with all kinds of things you know uh anger uh addiction uh depression mm-hmm. grief you know all these types of things and so in this weird world where you're not permitted to be a man mm-hmm. you're also not permitted to cry mm-hmm. so it's like on one hand the left and pop culture will tell you, you know, tone your masculinity down. Stop mm-hmm. manspreading. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, you you can be in a social setting, but we are going to use you as the brunt of all our jokes. Yeah. Especially if you're a father or a husband. Oh, you yeah. Know, all we have to do is watch, yeah. uh, you know, the sitcoms. Traditional. Yeah, traditional. Tra- traditional you, father, traditional husband, and... Not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. Can't oh, do you that. Oh, you got to be stupid and... You know, the, the, Walk funny. the strong, yeah. resolute, yeah. you know, powerful yeah. man is is, yeah. is is frowned upon. But take that same person that is, is uh, deplorable in some people's mm-hmm. eyes and see that person become vulnerable and cry. Mm-hmm. They or, don't want that. Oh, no. No, no, no. it makes people very no. uncomfortable. No. No. Because yeah. at our core, we really yeah. know that we need strong men. Yeah. But, well, you know what I find, just sort of as an aside, but if you look at all, a, a lot of, I, I don't go to movies. I, it's, I, I, in, I never have. I really don't. Um, so, but I see the ads, and they're all about these very masculine men going around doing things, mm-hmm. right? And now we're slowly, because, like, what are the, all those superhero-y, whatever those movies are? Right. They're all about these uber- masculine men well now we're slowly trying to morph into having uber masculine women you know which when you look at them you know as a woman women can't do those well, kinds and of things and if you watch but, like netflix or yeah. or amazon or some of these streaming services and you see the the sort of the alternative hero mm. universes they're creating mm. they're woke heroes they're lesbian heroes they're they're uh, bisexual heroes. Yeah. They are, you know, yeah. why can't we just have a hero and be good with a hero without having to know about the hero's sex life? Because that's what they've come to define themselves as, you know. Now we have superheroes. Yeah. But it was, it was like, and, you know, when we were in front of the hospital last week, you know, doing our stand, and the pro-hospital group came up and and you said one of the signs was my uterus no 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 just the woman was shouting oh she was shouting it yeah marched right in front of all of the the quiet yeah um uh, liberty 
yeah. protesters, Pe- protest, people yeah. asking for medical yeah. liberty, yeah. and was shouting, my uterus, my choice, and, my uterus, my choice. And, and I wanted to say, my prostate, my problem, well, you know. <laughs> but that had nothing to do with anything, and that and that is, I find that so sad that this w- group of people, then they may be nice people, are really stuck. I think they're angry people. Well, they are angry. They are angry because, you know, I, as a woman, I'm more than a uterus. I'm more than my body parts. Because if you've ever, if you've ever worked in anything close to medical industry or anything, you will see, and, you know, I worked in a dental office. We saw people that came in that had their faces destroyed in, in automobile accidents, and you were, we were reconstructing them. That superficial stuff can be taken away. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to, you know, to, to look at what they've done to our culture to define it as a bunch of body parts. Right. I find that tremendous. For me, it's psychotic because that's not what we as humans are. And men, I just feel so sorry for men, you know, and, and you've, you know, the, you've talked about the men's group that you've had. You've had some men show up just looking. Well, we had, looking. yeah, so, so the first night... Uh, and by the way, if you're out there listening, you're looking for a way to connect. Yes. Uh, Band of Brothers is meeting every Wednesday at the shop. There are no women on site. Um, that's not because we're, you know, misogynistic no. or, or uh, you know, any of those other labels that they would try to give us to make us look bad. Some things need to be sacred. And, yes. And some things need to be protected. And yes. There's some things guys just won't talk about. No. And they shouldn't because... If, if, they, if they feel like yeah. that's going to be used against them or it's going to become common conversation in the community. They need, a, they need a... Let's borrow a term from the left. They need a safe, <laughs> safe space. space. They're a safe space, space to yeah. express their frustration, their anger, yeah. um, their, their grief, their mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, their dreams. And, and do, to do it in a masculine way. Right, because right. Because we don't want, well, a certain portion of our culture wants, but I don't want uh, a, a man that comes at me with a female-type solution to problems. And I, I, you've had men do that before, and they come up and you just want, oh, go away. Yeah. You know, I can do that myself. I mean, right. I can think that. I want that other thought process. Thank you for being that squishy guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like John Wayne back, please. Yes, please. Right now. So, um, you know, why we chose Band Brothers to be the name is, you know, if you look at men who have been in a th- theater of war, mm-hmm. you know, I've known many, many veterans and most of them will not talk about their experiences. Yeah. But what they will talk about are the friends and the, the friendships made yeah. in that crucible, in that yeah. that battlefield. And yeah. and really that battlefield, you know, life is, uh, a man's life is a metaphor for, you know, the battlefield is a metaphor for a man's life. Is, mm-hmm. is you know, men are out there struggling day by day to make the right choices for their families and to to uh you know earn the bread and a lot of what they do you know becomes who they are they they Mm -hmm. identify with their occupation yeah and we are facing a really um frightening time coming up with men who are going to be making those hard choices and one of those choices is i'm willing to lose my job Mm -hmm. rather than to be coerced into doing something i feel is 
not right for me. Yeah. Or not healthy or not mm. safe or whatever reason, you know, if they choose not to become vaccinated or they're not going to wear a mask or, mm. you know, insert government overreach option yeah. A, B, C, D, yeah. all the way through Z, you yeah. know, and these guys are going to come home to wives who have become comfortable with the security that that paycheck brings. Yeah. And these men, being of principle and character, mm -hmm. may hold their freedom to be more important than their paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's going to cause some stress. And, you know, I know there's plenty of fine ladies out there that support their men and, and, and their husbands and, and will, you know, go through whatever comes. Mm -hmm. But there are some out there who won't. And uh, whether the wife or girlfriend stays or leaves, it's still going to cause stress. Yeah. The financial hardship always does. And, um, and then there's also going to be that loss of identity that's attached to the career. Yeah. And I've been unemployed, you know, I think the longest I was unemployed was four months. Oh, gosh. That was hard. I went, in, I went into a deep depression. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, felt pretty worthless. Yeah. And, you know, felt like a failure, all these, all these kinds of things because we wrap up so much of our mm -hmm. self-worth in our ability to succeed in some kind of occupation. I don't know how much of that holds true anymore now that so many people have been on the government dole for the last two years <laughs> and are not going back to work, if you believe what the media says. Um, I, I think there's going to be a price to pay for that because I think... Uh, part of the masculine personality is the fact that they want to take care of things. Now, my husband's 70 years old. We're, we're on the older spectrum, but he is of that generation where it's his, it wasn't just what he did, but it was his way of taking care of us. It was his way of, you know, just like I did my stuff, he did his stuff. And that was, for, that was what it was for him. Yeah. When I go home at night, you know, I I throw on, I got this really cool, Ryobi gas-powered backpack leaf blower. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. This thing is awesome. Okay. All right. <laughs> it has hurricane-force yeah. okay. gales yeah. that come out mm -hmm. of the nozzle. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it is the easiest way to move snow. <laughs> I wish I'd had one of these like 15 years ago. <laughs> you know, I saw that, and it was like I did the Tim Allen thing. Yeah. I saw the little battery-operated one. I was like, hmm, that's cute. Yeah. And then I saw the next one had a bigger battery. Yeah. I was like, ooh, now we're talking. Yeah. And then I saw the one with like the four-battery four, kit yeah. and, you know, the rapid chargers. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I could. That's what I, I want. And then, and then my eye was distracted. Okay. And this. I saw. Yep. A gas-powered motor, mm -hmm. and I thought, mm -hmm. "Wow, yeah, I could strap a motor to my back," <laughs> which in some scenarios would probably be a dangerous thing to do. Uh, yeah, but it just seemed right. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. couldn't be happier. But you know what? When I go home at night and I strap that puppy on, uh -huh. and I blow that snow, yeah, you know, I'm out there for an hour, yeah. And it's so gratifying yeah. to come in smelling it, like two-cycle gas. You, you've and, done something. You've you know, accomplished something. I've accomplished something, something yeah. that's immediate, you know, feedback. Yeah. I can see the snow that's moved. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's something, frankly, my wife doesn't want to do. And my children definitely don't want to yeah. do. But but you know it has to be done, and, and that's... And I get satisfaction, did, yeah. and I found a fun way to do it. Yeah. Now, I really would like to have a large... 
I don't know, a, a, a large plow that I could put on the side-by-side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be even way more fun. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. using that on the deck wouldn't be great. No, 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 no. But, you know, there's something to be said about being needed. Yeah. And when a man feels like they're no longer needed, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty defeating. And there's going to be a lot of men who are going to come out of this... Uh, you know, this next couple of months in a place where they don't have a job, Mm -hmm. their whole life's going to be turned into turmoil. Yeah. And then negative things are going to happen. Stress is going to occur. Arguments are going to be had, you know, words are going to be said, you know, somebody's going to get shouted at, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are going to cry, you know, maybe, maybe the liquor budget starts to take over the food budget, other addictions, you know, maybe, uh, that results in a lack of intimacy in the relationship because everybody's at odds. So then pornography may come into mm-hmm. the picture, you know, and, and then that, that just total degradation of the man mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. And why does it happen? Well, so many men today are fractured and we don't really have a good, strong community fabric or network for men. And unless you belong to... I don't know, the Elks or the Moose or whatever, one of those clubs. And those are all kind of dying because their average age, I think, Mm -hmm. is up in the 60s. They got nothing. No. And so um, this men's group, it is a Christian fellowship. It's not sponsored by any church. It's it's wholly sponsored by Ammo Can Coffee. We even give the coffee away for free. So, but uh, our first night we had eight men show up. all all but two were professing Christians of some flavor. And there were two there that were not. Mm. And it was interesting because two of the guys sitting next to each other, they were classmates. They had been in school together for six years. Mm. And they didn't recognize each other. They had each gone off into the world yeah. and made their lives. and. Yep. Both of them ended up back in town, and yeah. through conversation, they came to this realization that, wait a second, you grew up here? Where'd you go to school? When did you graduate? What's your last name again? Oh, that's so... Holy smokes, we were... Yeah. We've got class pictures together for like yeah. six years. Yeah. You know, so there was a, a immediate connection there. Yeah. There were some other more uh, sensitive connections that were talked about that mm. we won't talk about no. on the air here because no. it's private. It's private. But the point is, is that we have a lot more in common than we do that separates us. And even if you're a Christian or not a Christian, we still have this common humanity Mm -hmm. and this need to belong Mm -hmm. to something. This need to connect at some deeper level than just, how you doing, Bob? Well, or other than just, let's go, I I, I find so many... I thought you were going to say, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) That let's always sneaks go, in. Yeah. yeah, but that's a different kind of connection. That's a different kind of connection. <laughs> but you know, everything that happens in well, that they want us to do, you know, as consumers, as Hollywood, as our leaders want us to do, really doesn't have deep connections. They they want us to be this very superficial, you know, everything that we do. To, we, they want us to be entertained, uh, you know, but on a very superficial level where you don't sit and actually know anything about anyone. Well, you just you just jogged my mind, my, my memory. There was a gentleman there that 
said that, um, you know, he, we all kind of talked about our struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and he said at, at one point he was really struggling with a specific family issue. And he said the word real popped into his brain. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't able to stop thinking about the word real. So he wrote it down. And he just kind of meditated on the word real. And he brought that to the group, and he said, you know, at, when we were wrapping up at the end of the, the two-hour period uh, that we had scheduled, because it runs from 7 to 9 on Wednesday nights, uh, he, he just told the group, he said, you know, this is real. Yeah. This, is, this is something that's real. Yeah. And that's why he was encouraged. You know, I had a, another gentleman that was there, and he said, I just came to kind of check it out. I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I was kind of skeptical. Yeah. And he said, this is exactly what I was looking for, this, exactly yeah. what I needed. It's so exciting. It's it's so exciting to see that you, in, in this just simple, humble way, are making people make these connections, well, allowing and, and, them. And, and, and I, have to, I have to give all the credit to yeah. God because, yeah. because um, the idea for this, this uh, you know, the, the, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. No, there's not. And, and, and as a... As a uh, but we also believe as Christians that that there is this this um, this omnipresent mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. that sees us, knows our hearts, knows our future, but gives us total free will. Yeah, and that through the mystery of His creation and His interaction with us, He calls each of us to leadership gives us the authority within whatever circle of influence we have been able to establish or have been allowed to access. And that within that circle of influence, if we're listening and if we're sensitive, doors will open for us mm-hmm. that we may think, well, that's kind of neat. But you don't really know how neat it is until you get confirmation. Yeah. So with uh, with David, uh, one of the uh, organizers for this, he had been in the shop, and I was talking to him about this, this idea that Michelle and I had been talking yeah. about. Well, this idea wasn't a new idea. No. Because David and his co-organizers yeah. up on the slope had the same idea. Yeah. They were just looking for a venue. Yeah, opportunity. And, and when we talked about the, the, how his fellowship on the slope because there's a men's fellowship mm-hmm. uh up at Kaparik. um how that started six years ago he said there were he said i was doing a i was doing a, a bible study with a friend up there just kind of encouraging each other and holding each other accountable to yeah. to live a good life and yeah. you know um represent our families well as as we we're away from them and he said uh we decided we both felt impressed that we needed to expand what we were doing and invite other men into it. So they, they agreed that they would set a time and a place and a room yeah, um, to hold a fellowship, mm-hmm. just a meet and greet kind of social thing. And they went out and invited 10 men that they knew through work and whatever that they didn't really know in a yeah. deeper way, but, you know, they were friendly and, a, you know, acquaintances, yeah. um, knew each other from back home, whatever. And uh, they showed up at the appointed room at the appointed time, and none of those fellows showed up. Mm-hmm. But there were two other guys there. And like, hey, great to see you're here. How'd you hear about the meeting? They said, well, the, the brochure. Did did you see the brochure? Mm-hmm. And David looked at his friend and said, did you make a, a sign? And he said, no. 
<laughs> and they said, no, no, we made the sign. And he said, well, how'd you know to make a sign? And he said, well, it's our meeting. And he said, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, we've been having yeah. a Bible study, the yeah. two of us, and we just felt impressed that we needed yeah. to have a men's fellowship. Yeah. So we picked today and this time in this room. Yeah. Well, yeah. there, there's a whole bunch of conference rooms yeah, at Kaparic yeah. available. So the the coincidence yeah. of four different guys all converging on yeah. the same space with the same idea. Yeah. You know, that's a God thing. There's there's no other way to no. explain he, it. He gives us free will, but he also puts opportunities in our path. Right. And he'll open a door it, and then it, it's yeah. our decision yeah. whether or not we yeah. walk through it. You know. And so these guys, you know, they... They started meeting, and now their group's almost 70 strong, oh, gosh. and they've been going strong for yeah. six six years, yeah. you know, plus. And, and uh, a number of them are looking at losing their jobs if they don't take, you know, mm-hmm. the jab. And, and so they had been in this place where they're talking about, you know, whether or not we keep our jobs, yeah. wouldn't it be nice if we had this yeah. to go home to as mm-hmm. well? Because they really value what they benefited from in this yeah. relationship. I mean, people, some some really hardcore folks yeah. who are not Christians, you know, because there's not a lot to do up there when you're not working, Mm-mm. would show up. Yeah. And over the course of a couple of a couple of weeks and hitches, you know, they developed these relationships, mm-hmm. and and it was through the relationships yeah. that they found meaning, mm-hmm. and and you know, God was able to work on their hearts and. You know, um, even hardcore folks that, you know, agnostics, atheists, you know, they have folks that are attending that meeting that don't don't ascribe to a Christian, you know, uh, perspective. But they're getting some really great friendships with Christians and kind of that that uh, that soft witness yeah. of yeah. of people who are sensitive enough yeah. to care. Yeah to get to know that person deeper, you know, has a profound impact. And as you and I were talking about this headed into the the podcast today, you you dropped three names, Mm -hmm. Roush, Milo (laughs) Yiannopoulos, and Adam Pigeot or Piggott. Piggott. Let's talk about those guys because, I mean... Well, they're... they're, Holy smokes. They're they're absolutely interesting because um, they're very diverse... All three of them, um, very different backgrounds. All three of them, and well, they've all come to Christianity. The only one that I recognized when you named the three was Milo. Yeah, Milo started out. He was a conservative. He, he took up with uh, President Trump, and um, he was actually banned because British guy, right? He's British, and the gay community banned him because for some reason they said he was anti-gay. So I, I don't understand. He's married. He married a, an African American. Um, but he has denounced um, uh, his gayness. He says, I'm, I, I realize now I was led to it through sort of, he was uh, sexually abused as a young child, and that's kind of how he perceives his path. Well, he has t- returned to Catholicism. The um, Adam Piggott was, he was never gay or anything, but he lived a life... Um, he he was Australian and he was a river rafter and he lived this very very superficial life with his 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 wife, and I read it just because his blog was very entertaining, and 
but you could see there was like a, an emptiness in it because it his constant blogs were about, well, this is what we did. We went to the gym and we're so hot and we're really fit and we're having this really good life. And there was just nothing there. Look at my biceps. Exactly. And he, two years ago, his wife left him. You know, he thought being hot would ensure that they had this long life together. And lo and behold, when you live a life of emptiness, she went and found something that was less empty, I guess. Well, he's... he's or more. Or more. <laughs> more empty. But he has become a Christian again, and he writes articles. I showed you one on the what is five things of how to find a Christian woman or something. Mm-hmm. The, and Roosh was the most interesting one because he was the most out there, and he was actually uh, uh, the... Part of the, the, the player movement in which men would, how to find women and how to be this and how to be that. And um, he would write books on how to go to different countries in the world and pick up women. Hook up. And hook up. Hook up. He was part of the hook up. He was the hook up cl- culture. culture. And he, he, he again was two or three years ago, all those books disappeared and he became an Orthodox Christian. Which is one of Weird. the which is one of the harder faiths to believe in because it is very ritualistic, very very ritualistic, very regimented, very regimented, very ritualistic. And he ha- he writes now his blog is on how to meditate, how to pray, and for, I, I I mentioned those three to you because that shows me, and I think uh, they're all in that mid uh, late thirties to mid forties range. It shows you the yearning for men right. of they want, and they all talk about being married. Well, they in the, all, in, this, you know, in this culture, you know, marriage has been downplayed, and and uh, I don't know, cheapened, cheapened, yeah, cheapened. You yeah. know, it's 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 something you do out of convenience, not out of uh, yeah. sacrifice. Yeah, you know, by the pop culture, it's really just something you do because it's a kind of a quaint tradition and. You know, and and yes, there's there's some good connection. You know, it's good to have have some standards. Well, you know, and we, you know, until those standards no longer fit. Well, and we've 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 made children into we've commodified children. We've made children into a commodity in which if if this is what you want, you got to have the dog, the nice house, go on the re- the nice vacation, got to have the hot wife or the hot husband. And polite society and, wants you to be married for yeah, that. Yeah, and to be married for that, but also to have a kid. Right. And not necessarily take care of it. Good heavens, that's just beyond. But these three men Don't show, worry, the schools will do that for us. <laughs> these three men show such a distinct yearning to have children. To the point, and there's a fourth one I forgot about. There's a, a, a man, and he's not married, but he talk, He has this weird service in which he gives you advice, and he had the most remarkable uh, half-hour conversation in which a young man had written to him and said, how do I have meaning in my life? I make $20,000 a month. I've, wow. you know, I've, I've got this corporate job, where, but I have no meaning in my life. And the answer the guy gave was, get married and have children. And after I picked myself up off the floor, you know, because that, that he was honest. He was very sincere and passionate. He said, this is all that, you know, that I have seen over the years that gives meaning to a man's life. Right. He didn't say women. This was a young man. He said, this is what will give you meaning. And he was very emotional. And I think we've, we've lost that. And the group that you've got, praise the Lord. It just sounds, I'm so excited because I, 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 young men need this. Well, and, and, you know, um, two of the guys that came both said, you know, hey, we're not, yeah, we're not believers, but, 
you know, they, they each had their own story. Yeah. And people in their life that were struggling with various issues and deeply impacted, and they felt like they wanted to help them, yeah. but they didn't know how. Yeah. They didn't, and, and they were just looking for somebody to be a sounding board yeah. to know that they had this deeper yearning inside of them to make a difference in the lives of those who they loved around them that were struggling. Yeah but didn't know how to do it or express it or even feel supported in doing it. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of stressful situations in relationships. And and if you're isolated and alone, or at least you perceive that, it is so much harder to deal with the stress and the drama and everything that comes in those situations. And yeah. But this group yeah. provided acknowledgement yep. that it's okay to feel this way we all feel it, it yep. and and validation that yep. that uh you can feel validated and you know of course the crux of the group is to be biblically minded mm-hmm. and to look to the bible for wisdom and look to the bible for direction to god's word and then also to lift each other up in prayer and exhortation mm-hmm. um to exhort one another yep. to to um encourage yeah uh but also to rebuke yeah and to call out the dirt yeah and say you're better than this mm-hmm. and to do it in a in a loving compassionate way where if a man is to the point where they're tired of struggling with whatever it is they're struggling with whether it's an addiction or anger or you know mm-hmm. just life's baggage yeah and they want change, yeah. and they're they're willing to identify it. You know, I think it was uh, one of the first steps in addressing alcoholism is yeah. admitting you have a problem. Yeah. Right. So so very much the same in just life struggles is <laughs> your problems aren't going to change unless you full front say I've got a problem, yeah. and it's only once you identify yes this is a problem that you can start that journey towards change. Well. Who wants to journey alone? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and there are just some things that a wife, a girlfriend, a daughter, a mother yeah. shouldn't hear, shouldn't have to deal with, um, because they need that man's that man to be healthy, yeah, that man to be the rock, to be the yeah. the leader, to be. Well, every leader has insecurity. Mm-hmm. Every single leader, yeah, and no. excuse me no man is an island and so you know there's wisdom in that statement Mm -hmm. and so the band of brothers you know takes this idea that that as man men are in the battlefield they form these bonds with their fellow soldiers the guys in the foxhole with them who are fighting the same battles Mm -hmm. and that that bond becomes a lifelong connection for support and camaraderie and, you know, community. And as, as, as much as our contemporary culture wants to say that playing field is leveled, as a woman, I have to tell you, women don't make those same relationships. We don't. Our relationships are different. And, and I, 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 I don't think people understand that or want to admit that. We want to go on and say, oh, well, you know, no, men form, th- those relationships that men form are totally different than the ones women form. 
And I think in, in some ways men need to fo- form those relationships and they need them to stay stronger longer than women do. I think women are, um, my husband has friends from his childhood. I don't as much. We've moved a lot. I'm more, I, I make friends easier than he does, but he's had friends longer. Like mm-hmm. he writes, and I, I know some women do, but a lot of us don't. We just, a lot of women just kind of pick up and start their nest in another place. If if you've met people that move a lot, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have one friend I think I've had for years, but I, I don't think, you know, men need to be allowed to do that. And they need to be allowed to do that by themselves. Because the minute you put a woman in there, she's going to be telling you guys how to do things. Well, just like, like just like a, it's important. <laughs> It's important for my wife to get salon time. Yeah. She never does it. Mm. She would never do it on her own. Yeah. She won't do it. Yeah. Unless I suggest it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's so conscious about our finances yeah. and about time yeah. and yeah. feels, you know, she, she's got a lot on her plate. Yeah. And she takes care of the children yeah. and, you know, um, she does a lot of things that I don't do well. Yeah. And, or that I dislike. Yeah. You know, and I do things that she doesn't do well and that she dislikes. Um, and together we compliment each other. But but she needs that protected space, too. Yeah. To go to the salon with some girlfriends yeah. and just yeah, just unpack mm-hmm. all the baggage, mm-hmm. you know, and just let it melt away yeah. under that mud mask. Yeah. Well, or what, whatever it is. It, it's just I'm not quite yeah. sure what happens at salons. <laughs> you don't so want to I've know. only seen it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, it frightens me. <laughs> See, those are different, you know. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so yeah, um, you know, I'm looking at, at Milo's um, uh, profile here on Wikipedia, and of course, have they changed it? Or oh, no? well, they've 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 they've, they've, they've branded d- him a heretic. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. they they've uh, connected him with white supremacists, and oh god. So uh, it says and, and he here, married a, he married a, Milo Yiannopoulos, yeah. yeah. born Milo Hanaran. Yeah. Um, who has also published as Milo Andreas Wagner, and the mononym Milo is a British far right, alt right, and alt light political commentator. Uh, I don't know this word. Polemicist. 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 Oh, it, it, it's let's, let's it's a political, uh, isn't that a political opinion type person? Yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Polemis, uh, polemic is a, a contentious mm. rhetoric yeah, continue, intended yeah. to support a specific position by yeah. forthright claims and to undermine the opposing position. So he's a debater. Yeah, yeah. Polemics are thus seen in arguments on controversial topics. The practice of such arguments is called polemics. Yeah. A person who writes polemics or speaks anyway. So that's what, what a polemicist is. Uh, he's a public speaker, speaker and writer. His speeches and writings often ridicule Islam, feminism, social justice, and political correctness. Yanninopoulos is a former editor for Breitbart News, yeah, uh, a far-right media organization. Uh, he worked for Breitbart from 2014 to 2017. During his time at Breitbart, he rose to prominence as a significant voice in the Gamergate controversy. In July 2016, he was permanently banned from Twitter for online harassment of actress Leslie Jones. He was permanently banned from Facebook 
in 2019. I like this guy's uh, resume. Yeah, you know? I, 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 he, he has been demonized by the left. He's um, According to hundreds of emails by Yannanopoulos leaked by BuzzFeed in late 2017, yeah. he repeatedly solicited white nationalists such as American Renaissance editor Devin uh, Saucier for story ideas and editing suggestions during his tenure at Breitbart. Yannanopoulos has been accused of advocating for pedophilia. The allegation arose from several video clips in which he said that sexual relationships between 13-year-old boys and adult men and women can be perfectly consensual and positive experiences for the boys. Following the release of the video clips, Yannanopoulos was forced out of his position at Breitbart. His invitation to speak before the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, was revoked, and a contract to publish his autobiography with Simon & Schuster was canceled. Yannanopoulos has said that he is not a supporter of pedophilic relationships and that his statements were merely attempts to cope with his own victimhood. He was joking. As an object yeah. of child abuse by unnamed older men. Yeah, he was. I, I think he was being very cynical. I think I remember watching those. He was very being very cynical. It's kind of like when you say, oh, yeah, really, I, I, I do that on Tuesday nights. Yeah, so. Right, with a, you know, and then everybody So what, goes, what's not yeah. mentioned here. Yeah is the fact that he has returned to his Christian No, they're not upbringing, going to. They're not going to. Or the fact that he's he's uh, denounced his his uh, previous homosexual yeah. uh, lifestyle. They're not going to. You know, so yeah. so here's a, an example yeah. when we look at yeah. at you know um and and you know Wikipedia is weird because yeah. it's made up of comments from just yeah, it's self whatever yeah. edited. Other anybody anybody can edit, yeah. anybody can edit it. Boy, yeah. she's getting really yep. excited. She's like <laughs> smacking the, the equipment now. Sorry, <laughs> but you know what I find uh, decaf, sad. Decaf. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what I find sad was Milo probably could have used a men's group, right? And what you know, contemporary culture says, well, because he hasn't fit into any any category that we want, we're just going to abandon him now. Now that he doesn't fit our, we can't use him as a whipping boy anymore. They don't need him anymore. So let's just throw him away. And here's a young man. Well, he was he was a useful tool he was until a useful he was tool. no longer yeah. useful to the narrative. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, um, uh, it's a nice little transition here. Not nice, I guess, mm-hmm. but uh, a transition nonetheless. You know, another interesting thing to to consider is the Waukesha Massacre. Oh, gosh. I was listening to a commentary on it today. Oh, you were able to find anything? I thought they disappeared it. As far as I know, it's it's not anywhere. I listen to alt news sources. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You know, and uh, one of the the gentlemen that was talking was, uh, I think he was uh, a black man. Yeah. uh, If we can say that. I don't Probably know what, what's the what's the proper African American, African American. But did yeah. he come from Africa? Oh, I, I don't uh, know. Do you, well, how? Well, <laughs> I, I, what I get just as an aside. What do you what do you call African Americans in Canada? African American Can- Canadians, Afro Canadians. Like, what do you call African Americans in England? Makes no sense. Africanarians. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> got no. There's no. There's no logic to it. But, so you just you go know, along. So this this gentleman of. Uh, uh, people who may have initially come over from Africa. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, who, who's was making the, making the comment. He was like, he was like, as soon as the the news broke. Yeah. He said, I immediately thought to myself, that guy's not white. 
Yeah. Because he said the news made no mention yeah, of they, his ethnicity. Yeah, yeah they didn't. Or or his race. Well, no, no, the SUV did it. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll show you yeah. articles. It's like SUV caused disaster. Right, at, right, at but parade. but but he said, you know, you yeah. better you better be sure if that was a white dude. Oh, it'd be, it would be yeah. all over the yeah. place. You know, yeah. white nationalist. Yeah. You know, hate crime. You know, white yeah. privilege. You know, yeah. uh, you know, they would have the race baiters would have been yeah. having a field day, and. Um, you know, because because for them, you know, everything that happens in the news cycle that is perpetrated by a white person is racially motivated. Everything. And yeah. the fact that this guy was black, that he had run over his wife mm-hmm. the week before. The week before. She, she actually, he was yeah. let out yeah. on bail, bail. for yeah. running for over his, his wife. wife. And she actually had tire treads. Did yeah. you read that part? She. This is not like made up. He, she his had tire bail, treads. His bail his was $1,000. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, so they let him out on yeah. on bond for yeah. for a thousand dollars, and he turns around and he wipes out forty people in a Christmas yeah. parade. Kill six, kill six. Yeah, you know, others yeah. may yet die. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the and the media is yeah. like nothing to see here. No, and the district attorney who was a George Soros sponsored the district attorney for that area or just maybe the uh, district north. Uh, when he was talking about this bail reform, which is about three or four years earlier, around the same time they were trying to do bail reform in in Alaska. Mm -hmm. It's the same group of people that were doing all this bail reform. And uh, he said, well, yeah, is somebody going to die because we, you know, we're doing these drastic changes? And he said, yes, yes. And he he implied anytime you have radical change. Yeah, it's acceptable losses because we're doing such radical change here. Tell it's your child who gets creamed by the SUV. Well, or the fact that we're looking at and we're saying As long as it's other people's children, it's okay. Yeah, well, that's the same I mean, we can use that same argument with the vaccine. No, it's the same argument with the vaccine. I mean, it is killing and it is injuring people. But that's okay because it's not killing my kids. Because it's not theirs. Oh, wait, you know, I'm not vaccinated my kids, yeah, so yeah. they're not going to die yeah. from the vaccine. But, you know, it. I, I, I do have a prediction, though, that this um, this adversarial position that, that Black Lives Matter and all these groups are taking against other groups, right now it tends to be Caucasians, that they've, they've got, um, is, is the one that is doing everything wrong. This is a recipe for disaster because this never ends well. Any, any society which picks up segments of that society and blames over things, you know, they're going to run out of white people to blame, and then they'll go after another. might be Asians next, and it might be, you know, it's, it's what Hitler did. And I'm not likening anything that's going on to what Hitler did. I'm using it as an analogy to see how he progressed as they they ran out of victimization groups to victimize or to look at. Mm-hmm. They just they 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 lowered the bar. Just rolled down the list. They just rolled down the list, and it's kind of like triaging you know, your enemies. Yeah. you know, people that support Black Lives Matter in this recent iteration, which blames Caucasians for everything. And the people that are Caucasian that are doing that, be very, very careful because sooner that le- that bar is going to lower, you know, because it, it, you know, you'll have enough people that will just back away and not have a, any interaction or it just it's just a natural consequence. But it terrifies me when I see this and when I see the disappearing of the news, you know, the SUV did it. That is quite frankly 
Well, it's kind of like funny. the guns, right? Yeah, the guns do it. Guns yeah. do it. Guns you do know. it. Jumped guns off do. the shelf. Yeah, jumped off the shelf, ran down the shot, street, shot, shot three people chasing it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, by the way, my Irish friend uh, told me about a new drink that's being oh, offered no. in the in the in the, okay. in the pubs and bars. And okay, it's called the Rittenhouse. Oh no, it's a chaser. <laughs> Followed by three shots. <laughs> so, Ooh. you know, um, they, you know, that's another thing. You know, um, uh, oh, shoot. I admire this man so much that I forgot his name. Oh, no. Um, oh, that's right. Al Sharpton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've forgotten uh, Al Sharpton's name? Al Sharpton. You know, uh, uh, very, very concerned. Yeah. Very concerned. Now that Mr. Rittenhouse has been acquitted, uh, what will we do? What will we do when we protest? Because now there are going to be people out there trying to shoot us all. You know, that's, that's I, I can't really do an Al Sharpton accent um, without probably, he actually said that, probably sounding he? racist. He said <laughs> that? Yeah. 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 So, so, so he goes from... Boy laying on ground, shooting people, trying to kill him with skateboard and pistol. Yeah. To, um, to, to uh, oh, by people who were criminals. Yeah. One who was a five-time convicted yeah. pedophile. Pedophile, yeah. Who had just been let out of jail to... So here's what I would challenge Mr. Sharpton with, or anybody who believes, believes in that his, system. his yeah. diatribe about yeah. anything... Is to say, he just equated all the people in his protests mm-hmm. to those three individuals who were chasing Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. So the people in his protests, are we to believe they're pedophiles and criminals and psychos, you know, skater kids trying to beat each other, beat people, brain people with yeah. their boards? Is that really his people? Well, I guess because he's, because he's, he's making. Yeah. If we're going to be making associations, yeah. loose associations, yeah. it can go very easily the yeah. other direction. Yeah. He's saying they're causing havoc. Well, I didn't think that was what the. So the if his purpose, protesters, yeah. if the people in his organized protests mm-hmm. are directly representative of the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot, shot yeah. then maybe more people need to go to protests with ARs. Yeah. No. You know, to I, protect I themselves from crazy yeah. people trying to yeah. brain them yeah. and shoot them. But they just. I guess it amazes me that the rhetoric gets out of hand and that people, I, I know I, I always say I have opinions, I try to have them be informed opinions, but the fact that people think that Kyle Rittenhouse shot black people, <laughs> yeah. and I, yeah, and I read that. That's the other no, thing. They, they thought you know, he shot black people. Yeah, well, it's, it's, like, it's obviously no, a racial issue. It's like, no, no everybody no, he shot was not black. No. So. No. You know, and but and maybe you can self-identify as black if you are rioting. Did they ask? I, I, guess, I don't know. They, you well, know, well, two of them can't they, answer. Yeah. So but maybe they take a poll beforehand. And yeah, say, I don't know. You must all self-identify as African American for you before you riot. Before you riot or something. Maybe that's what he's. But you, you, but the fact which, that, if I were African American, yeah. I would be really upset about. Well, uh, cultural it, misappropriation and 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 making the gross stereotype, you know. It, when we look at the Black Lives Matter crowd and the Antifa crowd, it it always struck me that they were predominantly not black. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. were they were like like you know twenty uh, something yeah, white hipster, Cucky, yeah, hipster white, white you know liberal women yeah, with, with you know. Yeah. 
yeah. ten cats and yeah. then five body piercings. But and it, it, it should offend any particular group. I am offended by feminists that say they speak for me as a woman. You know, and and well, you're and, you're mostly a woman. Well. Yeah, I guess we need different body parts now to be women, you know. I mean, I have an article here that You have to have a very said, oversized uterus that you can run around and tell people all about well, all the time. You know, I have a thing here. Otherwise, you're not a woman. You're, you're just sort of like the, the female version of an Uncle Tom. I guess. I don't know. But I, Canada is moving to criminalize gender-critical feminism. So what this means is women, feminists that criticize trans are going to be they're going to criminalize that so the, criminalize are, it so, so the left is literally eating, eating itself. itself so this tends to be this tends to be aimed at uh, uh lesbian women who are being disappeared the lesbian women if the transgender movement has its way le- lesbians will disappear because there's no purpose for them. That's really intolerant there's no, there's of the no transgender people. There's no purpose for people. them. So what they, this is, this is a move to criminalize lesbians that speak out against them, that's saying, hey, we're being marginalized. This was our movement, which they thought it was, and it's now being taken over by the transgender it's been movement. hijacked. Which tend to be, nobody wants to talk about this, but the transgender statistics that I've read, there tend to be far more men, male to female, Right. transgenders and there are female to male so this is a movement that's being taken over by men that want to turn themselves into women and then are saying well we're women and we're going to run your movement and the feminists are going you know lesbians are going no 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 we didn't fight all these years for this and they're going well we don't care that's you're discriminating against us and that's what's going to happen in canada so they're, they're you shutting down. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. No, uh, you know, it's almost like it's from the Babylon Bee. Yeah. You know, and I, the one I read, oh, I'm sorry, I should have, oh, this has got nothing. What, what is that website? There's The Babylon Bee has another website. Not the Bee. Not the Bee. Which is the which true is like one. True, which is like, it's, it's like true news stories that are so bizarre that it's like, that's got to be fake. No, I have one, and it's from England, and it's from a, a city in England that wants to have uh, all only electrified electric vehicles in its downtown core within the next five years or something so they're running and they're trying to so produce check out that website everybody not the b not the it bee. will blow your mind but this this city in england is so excited because they've put independent charging stations so what they've got is diesel generators or coal no, 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 no. These are standalone <laughs> diesel generators that you drive your electric vehicle up to, put your credit card in, and it start, starts up, starts and you can diesel. charge. <laughs> yes, and it's on Diesel News, Diesel World. No, seriously. The diesel, the diesel generator world is so excited because this city in England, and you go to this parking lot, and there's like 30 of these like diesel, diesel generators, generators so that you can. So you, it's like having a fleet. <laughs> Of long-haul trucks that just sit there all day and do nothing but belch greenhouse gases. But it's hilarious. <laughs> no, seriously. And there's actually... The, and how I came upon it was the mayor or something of the city was so excited. He was standing there in front of this diesel generator with his electric vehicle you know, plugged I, into I, it. I went to a place in England where, where I met somebody who had... A sweet old lady. Uh-huh. She was 99 years old. She had grown up in this, it was actually in Scotland in a town called Bothwell. And we visited um, a, a retirement home during Mum's Day. 
and we brought you know flowers and and just spent the day with these <clears throat> these elderly folks who who didn't have any family to visit them and so i got to s- speak with this fascinating elderly lady who was born and raised in bothwell she was 99 years old she had only traveled outside of the country mm-hmm. one time she went to visit relatives in canada mm-hmm. back in like the i don't know yeah 50s or something she came back to bothwell she was hired as the headmistress of a women's college in Bothwell. Mm-hmm. She never left Bothwell. The furthest she had been outside of Bothwell in her entire life, other than the one trip to Canada, uh-huh. was 20 miles in circumference around Bothwell. Yeah. And so this is not to disparage her or her family, but, you know, I watched, I watched, a, uh, I watched a show on Amazon the other day mm-hmm. called Clarkson's Farm. Okay. You no. have to watch this. Oh, no. Okay. Jeremy Clarkson is the host oh, okay. of Top Gear. Okay. Yeah, so during yeah, the okay. pandemic, yeah. they weren't able to go globetrotting and, you know, uh, film cars. Okay. So he decided to take over management of his of his huge agricultural estate that he uh-huh. owned. He, he had a manager uh-huh. who was shuffling off to do something else. And so he thought, how hard can it be? I'm going... <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> but one of the one of the farm, what, he ended up leaning really hard on this local kid who was a, a farmer, had his own small farm. But uh, every time he had a problem, he called this kid over uh-huh. to help him with his farm and yeah. figure out why the sheep kept getting out and you know all, all this kind of it's, or dying. Oh, it's so funny! It's so funny. But you so watch Clarkson's farm. Anyway, in one episode, this kid goes to London. Uh-huh. He doesn't live that far from London. Uh huh. It's the first time, time he's, he's ever been, ever to, been uh, to London. Yeah. So you have to wonder. Yeah, they don't. I don't know if they go far. Sort of the sort of the Very, genetic makeup yeah. of a of a place that's that's so locked down that yeah. people don't leave. No, they don't, and they, they and and yeah. they intermarry and. And, and they believe is these. It, is it any wonder that they get excited when they get to park a bunch of diesel generators across? Oh my gosh! There, <laughs> diesel news. UK's diesel-powered EV stations, new injectors, and more. That's crazy. See, yeah, it, it, yeah. this no, is that not looks, that looks like a Generac generator. Yeah, that looks it is. like that looks like a yeah. just a, a diesel yeah. like like storm generator. It is, but it's automatic start. Like you, you go plug it. You know, you plug your Put car your in, and they're it. excited. This for them. <laughs> so we live in a world, people. We live in a world in which SUVs plow people down and kill them at parades so, so. and the way to save the earth is to put diesel generators in parking lots so that you can charge your electric vehicle i know of one and young man here in alaska mm-hmm. who would got, be- a, got a windfall let's say in the stock market he'd invested well okay and uh he decided as a i don't know status symbol just hey i got bur- cash to burn i don't really understand uh-huh. how money works no oh god to buy oh, no. himself a tesla tesla yeah so he's got this fancy tesla and uh guess what he carries in the trunk i would a, a generator a generator well do you know the tesla if you want <laughs> do you want if you want your tesla repaired you ship it to seattle Oh, that's cost effective. No, there's no one on the peninsula that properly... Or in, in Alaska? In Alaska, I don't think. <laughs> so you ship it to... So you think about that. These are people... <laughs> I don't even want them to, to to shovel the snow on my sidewalk. Well, and see, in Alaska, you know, I was just having this conversation with uh, 
with my uh, my son's father-in-law, mm-hmm. who bought just bought a Tesla. Oh no, I'm sorry. But he, I apologize. No, he, no, he bought it for the status, just okay. just to have yeah. a, a shiny, okay. fast. Sport. But he yeah. got the S series, okay, which I think stands for super. Okay, it's it's super electronic. Okay, okay. but um, super fast too, yeah. because he goes like zero to sixty in three point. Uh-huh. Two or whatever it is on our roads. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. hey, if I could own an S series Tesla just for the sheer pleasure of owning it, I probably would. I probably would. Oh, I would you never. Know? That would be the last just, car just, I'd buy. Just, just for the pleasure. I mean, yeah. if I were like Jay uh-huh. Leno and I had yeah, you, you had know garages of, yeah. on garages on garages of yeah. cars, I think I would buy the fastest electric car I could no, get just it, it, so that I could look at it um, and yeah. drive it occasionally and yeah. show it to my friends, you yeah. know. But there'd be 10 other vehicles you'd own before that. Oh, yeah. 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 And they would have, and they would burn copious amounts of fuel, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, in the first five minutes of driving them. <laughs> <laughs> I would be constantly putting new tires on them. But, uh, you know, um, but... But uh, I was talking to to my uh, son's father-in-law, mm-hmm. and, and he said, oh, well, he must not have had the, the luxury series because the luxury series is upgraded. I was telling him the story about yeah. this, this this guy. And yeah, the little generator. He could, he could drive from Anchorage down to the peninsula. There's uh-huh. a charging station uh, up the hill here at one of our businesses uh, oh, okay. because these people own a Tesla, so they put okay. a Tesla mm-hmm. charging station on their business. Okay. So he would drive down, park his Tesla there to be plugged in. Yeah. My daughter would have to pick him up. This was a previous boyfriend. Yeah. I'm glad he's in the rear view. But uh, <laughs> because... His uh his critical thinking skills we're not, not there. could use some pra- uh, further yeah. honing. Yeah, let's yeah. say. But he would come down, and and I remember one time he came down, and Lindsay told me his lips were blue because he was so cold. He was in like four blankets um, because whatever model he bought yeah. had just enough battery power mm. to get him down. No, not but not heat heat yeah. heat at the same time. Yeah, so he had two choices either. Yeah heat the car and yeah. not arrive at his des- desired destination yeah. or arrive but be nearly dead from hypothermia the other the other interesting factoid about these electric vehicles is they don't generate heat that's important in alaska so you've got to use you've got to use some of your battery power to make heat well no they don't generate heat in the undercarriage oh in the engine compartment. Oh. So think about a combustion engine, right? Yeah. It's running hot. Yeah. I mean, you can see the temperature gauge. Yeah. It tells you you're running. So does ice build up under oh, that engine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So every half hour, if it was snowing or slushy or whatever, he would have to pull over on some siding. Yeah. Get out in the snow. Yeah. Get down on his hands and knees with a crowbar. Yeah, and, and take that and off. And take all the ice from around the wheels yeah. and the undercarriage yeah. because he would literally be dragging his belly on yeah. the ground with ice and snow yeah. buildup because there was nothing in yeah. the car that would heat to to sufficiently melt that so stuff do the off. newer ones do that or you don't know i don't know i don't know uh talking to my my son's father-in-law you know yeah um, he would yeah. he he's he seemed to suggest that the the luxury series the s series yeah is much is vastly superior to yeah. whatever this kid bought mm. so i don't know oh. i don't know i just know that um it's it's ironic that uh, you know, people are so silly as to just take verbatim what the news says about things on its face and make some pretty significant decisions. I mean, Teslas are not cheap, 
But you know, buy if if you're buying it because you want to be a woke environmentalist and you're going to save the world, but then you have to plug it into a diesel generator, and that doesn't give you pause. I'm well, sorry. I see now. I'm saying it like you are. <laughs> Did you hear it? I know. I sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. But uh, to Excuse borrow <laughs> to borrow a phrase from my Canadian friend here, <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's not fair. You're not Canadian anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, but. Uh, I think that you need to, I don't know, boost your vitamin intake or something. I don't know. Get off the Xbox long enough we, to develop some the, other brain pathways. But Jason, this is this is the same. This is what's going on with the COVID vaccine and the COVID. Uh, you know, anything that goes on is we seem to think that 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 science or the rules of physics or whatever have just become have disappeared. They're all relative. They're you know, and because they wish so hard, they really wish. We wish that this we I. I I get that people want their lives back. But on the other hand, and this is really mean of me to say, but it's it's wrong of them. If you cannot put off just whatever it is you want to do, if, if it, you, you, you need to go to Europe once a year, that is wrong. There's something wrong with you. If you think that you need to go to a bar or you need to go to a this or you need to go to a that, and then as a result you have to get vaccinated again and again and again because you can't live your life not doing that, you need to reevaluate what your priorities are. Well, you really do. Specifically, you need to, (laughs) once you've done that evaluation and you need to look at what you're you're willing to give up for that, you're giving up liberty. Yeah. Which, if you devalue liberty so much as to say it's this trivial thing that you can yeah. just, I'll just divest myself of my liberty yeah. and the world will be better. Well, or the it same. It will be the same. I'll be able to do all the same things. Yeah. And no, you won't. No. <laughs> That's not how it works. And, 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 you know, liberty, people had to die yeah. to get liberty because it's so hard won. Mm-hmm. It's not something easy that just happens. It's not something that, you know, I mean, yes, the framer said we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. rights. You know, this idea of natural law. Mm -hmm. Well, those those rights, yes, they exist out there. That's a right. That doesn't mean you get to practice and express and use that right if you don't have liberty. Yeah. The two are kind of a marriage that has yeah. to happen. Yeah. You can have yeah. all the rights in the world and yeah. be sitting in a prison cell yeah. unable to use you them. You know, it's not like it comes in a can and you just open it up and, and you've got, like, liberty. You're just walking there we around. Go. Hey, we could sell a new beverage called, called Liberty Light. Liberty Light. Liberty yeah. Light. Yeah, yeah. only yeah, for taste, liberals. T- tastes great, <laughs> yeah. but uh, less uh, yeah. fulfilling. Yeah, only for liberals, <laughs> and it does nothing for you. Right, you know, right. Open the can. L- Low-calorie uh, yeah. liberty. But I, I just, you know, I, I, I read article after article, and they do interview after, well, I want to get back to my life. They say, so I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And even what they've done, I listened to this uh, car show on the way in, and even what we have done to language, it's absolutely terrifying because they were interviewing each other, and there was this, like, there's this car show called the SEMA. I don't know. Don't ask me what it is. It's this big car show in yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? It's, a, it's, it's fancy. Yeah, and it's, it's going on. It was missed last year. And the guy that was the president of it, or manager of it was on and he's using these words that I hate that have just well you know we respect each other and what he's trying to say essentially what he's trying to say is people are wearing masks and staying away from each other 
you know, there. He's trying to, but he's using words like respect. You know, we're honoring each other's space and we're making sure that there's respect there. And I'm thinking, what do these words mean? Well, it, it, you know, I, exactly just, what they it, mean are the opposite. That what what what's inferred? It's it's the it's it's that um, virtue signaling. Yeah, it is way of saying. Yeah. It's kind of like that bless your heart oh, yeah. down in the uh, south. Southern, Southern, bless your heart. Bless that your does heart. not really mean no, bless it, it, your heart. No, it does not it, at all. What it really <laughs> is, is is I would like to tell you that I hate your face. Yeah. And I do not want you in my space. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I am paranoid yeah. and undereducated about the nature of viruses. Yeah. But in my ignorance, yeah. I'm going to mask that. Yeah. By virtue signaling, yeah. saying that all the people who do the way the things that I believe they should do yeah. are positive, yeah. thus inferring that yeah. all those who don't, don't. do that yeah. are not respectful, yeah. are 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 yeah. not concerned, yeah. are are not team players. Yeah. You know, it's a polite way to basically flip them the bird and say we don't want you here. Yeah, you know, without saying that in a public venue. But the the fact that in, in within almost 24 months 18 months we've we we've changed the way we talk about stuff we we've we've learned how to everybody has learned how to couch uh, everything that happens and it 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 just means you've disregarded what's gone on in the past i the mean o- the only thing i couch is my butt <laughs> And and usually on, on one when, of the yeah. blue couches over here. Yeah. But I've got an article here that says New York City's 2018 flu was a near-death experience for its medical system. This has happened before. You know, our medical systems run lean and mean sometimes, and they are overwhelmed a lot. So we've got people running around doing things like the SEMA, and he's, he's, he's using all these words that he's been taught to use. Because he wants to have people know that, oh, yeah, there's masks here and we're social distancing and we're doing all that. But he also knows that those are death. Those well, are we, death we, words we, to, we to, have to. We have to push back against the darkness. And I want to transition here and talk about a resolution. I'm okay. going to read this out of the... Uh, um, so this is a, a new resolution that the city of Kenai is oh, taking no. up. Um, and this was published in Must Read Alaska. Thank you, Suzanne Downing, for doing that. Um, it's a great way to bring our attention to this. You know, the city of Kenai had a leadership change because oh, I didn't people. Know that. Oh yeah, people got people got mad and they went to the polls and, or they went to the to the the ballot box. Yeah, I, I knew and, that. But and uh, a couple of new folks were elected. So Deborah, that made that much Deborah, of a difference. Oh yeah, that De- made that much of a difference. Deborah Sonart and okay. and James Baisden, okay. two conservatives, were elected. Um, to fill fill uh, you know uh, new vacancies, and um, so here it is. This is the resolution, resolution number two thousand twenty one dash seventy. Wow, the Kenai <laughs> Kenai City Council has had seventy resolutions mm. this year. Um, you would think we were a bustling metropolis. Anyway, it says a resolution of the Council of the City of Kenai, Alaska, opposing government mandates requiring vaccines and face coverings related to COVID-19. Whereas the council supports the rights of individuals and parents of minors to make personal decisions with regard to their individual health care choices related to vaccines for COVID-19 and face coverings. And whereas the council supports the rights of businesses to make their own decisions with regard to COVID-19 mitigation, if any, 
required within their establishments, and whereas the council does not support government mandates requiring individuals to take COVID-19 vaccines and or wear face coverings in public facilities, including schools, as a condition of employment or for travel and related purposes. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Council of the City of Kenai, Alaska, Section 1. The Council opposes all government mandates requiring individuals to take COVID-19 vaccines or wear face coverings as a condition of employment to be in public facilities, including schools, or for travel-related purposes. Section 2, that this resolution takes effect immediately upon passage. So, here's the deal. This is coming before the council on December 1st. Mm-hmm. If you care about mandates, mm-hmm. if you care about liberty, and if you live in Kenai, if you're a voter in Kenai or anywhere on the peninsula for that matter, and you care about liberty, what happens in one body impacts mm-hmm. what happens in another. Yes, it does. So what passes in Kenai can mm-hmm. influence what passes in Soldatna, which can influence what passes at the borough assembly. Yeah. For sure. Which can impact what passes at the uh, school district, school district, also the uh, legislature, yeah. and what the governor takes note of. Mm-hmm. So turn out. Yeah. Show your support for, sure. for uh, Liberty. Yeah. December 1st at the Kenai City Council okay. Chambers. I believe that the meeting starts at 6. So um, check it out. Yeah. This is the first step towards a positive change in policy direction from the city council in Kenai because they extended the emergency declaration purely this last year, purely to chase money. Yeah. It was no secret. Yeah. And did so in a, in a calloused way that benefited the residents of Kenai not at all. And, because yeah. they 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 laundered the money they were given through the CARES Act, yeah, yeah, and put it towards pet capital projects, yeah, that they could not get the voters of Kenai to fund yeah. otherwise, yeah, and and they're not the only ones. I've got article after article. I've got one here from Wisconsin. Uh, the governor gave twenty five percent of the COVID relief fund to the Planned Parenthood, twenty five percent. And I don't even know how much it was. It was probably to save was, the babies from COVID. Yeah. But but there's another oh, wait, one. No, there no was, that's uh, not what Planned Parenthood does. No. But there was another one. Um, uh, state of Utah uh, made a skate park. Um, state of Michigan took COVID money. I hope and, it was a huge skate park so yeah. all those skaters could appropriately socially no. distance. Well, yeah. And that, this, these are the <laughs> rationales. This is the idiocy we've got running our, our, our state and our local and our city governments. The, the state of Michigan early on took money and they built, they retrofit a building to make this huge morgue. That was never, and they spent, it was like, not a, tons of millions, but it was three or four million. Well, they're prophetic because they know that, that as more people get booster shots, more people are going to die from adverse reactions. Well, well that And w- the morgue is going to be very well, necessary well, over the next two years. Well, that would be nice, but they sold it already. Oh, crap. You don't understand. Well, they thought well, it was going to kill people you at know the what? beginning. They probably sold it. I yeah. mean, don't, don't, don't think that that wasn't planned from the beginning as well. They sold it probably to a crony capitalist who is you know part of the evil you know medical 
industrial complex cabal. Well, and well, and now they're going to profit from the dead. Yeah. Whereas if the government yeah. did it, there would yeah. be no profit. It would just be, yeah. we're going to deal with yeah. the dead bodies. But now somebody will actually make the money off the dead bodies, and somebody else is going to get paid. I don't know. It just they've not. The, the, you know, our leaders have not covered themselves with glory, quite frankly. They haven't. They've proven time and time again across the country. Something smellier and stickier. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you know, we, we don't say those words here, but... You know they're not. You you think they would at least listen to people? Whether it's a school. I mean, I've got I've got oh, articles oh, here. Oh wait, wait, that, wait. That that reminds me of a dad joke. Oh no. What's okay. brown and sticky? Chocolate. A stick. <laughs> stick. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. one of my that's kids a, told that's me. That's not a bad. Know, what's that's, brown? That's, that's a bad. What's brown that's and sticky? A, a stick. That's, you know. But you know, I have a I have a, a survey here from British Columbia that they surveyed their their schools, and they found that masking uh, that uh, COVID doesn't transmit in schools, regardless of whether they're masked or not. I mean, so we're not. Uh, some you know, of us the, that are the same thing happens with knowledge. What it just it <laughs> in our transmit schools, in schools? It doesn't transmit no. in schools. But I guess I get resentful when I article after article talks about those of us who are we're, we're not vaccine hesitant. We're not anti-vax. We're anti what it, the, the the policies that this government is trying to impose on us. Anti stupid. But, but we're looking at different countries. We're looking at what's happening in 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 different states, and we're we're saying, gee, you know, maybe you people should take a look at this and make your own decision. And money isn't everything because the money that, you know, do you really, yeah. The city of Kenai, I don't know. You know, they, they fiddled the books, they took money, but I don't know if they ever benefited the community, did they? As far as I know. They benefited one the, of their pet the, projects. The, uh, the bluff is still falling into the river. I don't know if any contracts have been awarded. I think... If I remember correctly, they were trying to leverage the the, the money, money from the CARES Act to yeah, then to, to access then even more even federal more. money. Because the, the feds were like, you have to come up with enough yeah, money enough locally money. to match what you're yeah. asking for us. Yeah. So there's this co-investment. And what they did was they very craftily was like, well, you know, um, well, our residents really don't see this as a priority. And they're not yeah. going to uh, like a tax because a tax is very, uh, you know, yeah. unpopular. And so rather than us do the heavy lifting to raise the money as a community yeah. ourselves, yeah. we're just going to wash your money, yeah, wash make it. it look like we have money, yeah. and then we're going to turn yeah. it around and give it. There's something very greasy yeah. and slimy about that. Not only that, it just they're just trying to cover up mistakes they've made in the past. I was here when the Challenger Center went through, and I remember thinking when they were building that. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And I looked at the, I looked at the, they put out of of their business plan, a business plan, and I said this is not going to work. And they, they were just pie in the sky. And well, now, yeah, it it it's not workable. The senior center was another one. The the rec center was another one. These were all government. <laughs> they don't call them nonprofits for nothing. You know, they need to look and say, hey, maybe we should just plan on spending our money on stuff that actually supports itself or or manages itself. You know, uh, well, well I, I wanted to before we wax too much longer here because we are uh, past the ooh, hour and a half ooh. mark. 
today's been kind of fun. It was, it was, uh, I, I really yeah. enjoyed talking about your men's group. That was very, <laughs> no, it was. It gives me, it gives me it's hope. It's our, our men's group. Your men's. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, we, we would encourage any man 17 or older, we believe that if you're a senior in high school or 17, that uh, you're dealing with things in the men's world now. And um, But we are going to talk about stuff that's kind of of a sensitive nature, and anybody under 17 is, yeah. is uh, encouraged to... Enjoy your childhood. Yeah. And uh, and when you turn 17, it's kind of a rite of passage, then you'll be allowed to come yeah. to the men's group. And, and you know, just I think you, anyone who listens who's, I know some of these men and they're wonderful. I really think I do. From the bottom of my heart, I think you could learn a lot from them. You know, Jason, you have a wonderful marriage. You have great kids. You run a great business. You really want to add to the community. How could you not learn something? You know, and the other man, I've met him, I've talked to him, I've met his wife. I mean, th- th- this is so exciting that something like this is starting here for young, young people. Well, you know what else is exciting, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. So on Saturdays, we have the Liberty oh, uh, yes. movement here. That's, uh, that's, so we have yeah. Liberty Action AK. Yeah. That starts at one thirty here at the shop every Saturday. Yeah. That group is growing. Yeah. I think we have been hitting a consistent about 18 to 20 people yeah. every week yeah. now. Uh, they're organizing. There was a rally last week mm-hmm. uh, in the bitter cold. Yep. Uh, started out at the uh, the hospital. People yep. marched around in in support of medical liberty. The the hospital administrator had us kicked off the grounds <laughs> for parking in an empty parking lot. The parking lot was literally empty. empty. We parked at the very rear of the parking lot, yeah. and security jumped on us. And they, they were, were like, so, "Oh, you guys yeah, have to leave." Yeah, so afraid of us, you know. I mean, we're, we're the average age of us is well. There's a few younger people but it's like 60 55 you know carrying signs well, that, I'm, f- I'm 45 okay you know, but I, I mean average yeah, yeah, you know yeah. there's a bunch of us so between 40 but, yeah. well I don't know we had some younger folks we had some younger ones, you know yeah. we had a pastor show up oh. with his young children okay yeah and they didn't stay for the whole thing because no. kids got cold but yeah. but uh that was encouraging to see yeah. and you know something that came out of the liberty action ak group is the uh the pastor's liberty fellowship mm. That is happening on yep. Tuesdays here yep. at one o'clock, and 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 this last Tuesday was really encouraging, and it started out kind of like a bad joke. Oh no! So, a Catholic priest he showed up, an Adventist uh, pastor, and a and a uh, Baptist walk into a bar. I'm so excited! Right? Isn't that isn't oh. that isn't that a, the funny beginning of a story? I love story? that. But you know, um, they they met. It was awesome. It was awesome. They were there in ecumenical fellowship around the idea of liberty. And if Christ is the author of liberty, which I believe he is, yes. you cannot have him without, yeah. you cannot have liberty without Christ. Uh, because that's where those inalienable yeah. natural rights come from, yeah. is, is those that are give, uh, created and endowed yeah. upon us by our creator. And so... These folks are just here meeting each other and talking about what they had in common. And it was awesome. It was absolutely refreshing. So, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on. And we want you to be encouraged. We want you to be excited. Uh, It cannot happen in a vacuum by itself, though. It takes your support. So if you have a good idea and about how to build conservative community and how to secure future liberty for our children and and make sure that we retain the rights and privileges that we have now um, 
under the law and otherwise through natural law, let us know. We'd love to include you in the conversation. Bring you on on the mm-hmm. podcast if you would really like a platform from mm-hmm. which to speak about your passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, or invite you to join one of these groups that mm-hmm. has emerged. And um, together we can take our community back. back. And as we do this, and, it, and this process replicates itself across Alaska, mm-hmm. we can take our state back. Mm-hmm. And maybe, just maybe, we can do something positive at the national level Mm -hmm. so thank you for joining us uh today for the conservative hour of power and enlightenment salon uh one final announcement we uh are would like to extend our condolences to the gibbs family uh a couple weeks ago we went out and joined uh a family member on the street to protest the hospital's refusal to provide early treatment options at the family's request for uh, their beloved mother and uh, sadly she succumbed to the illness uh, that she had contracted and um, in the end they did finally allow a local practitioner to offer some of these alternative treatments but by that time it was too little too late and um Our thoughts and prayers go out to the Gibbs family. And we encourage you to be vocal, stand shoulder to shoulder with your neighbors so that we don't have to lose one more person Mm -hmm. to this insane groupthink and this erosion of our liberties. Take care, everybody. God bless you. God bless your family in this uh, holiday season. We look forward to having you join us again next week. Peace out.